really hard to have confidence in God sometimes, whether it be because of the friends that we're hanging out with, past experiences that have led us to doubt Him, or simply put, you don't even know if He exists. Well, friend, I want you to know that you're not alone, and I myself have had times where I wasn't confident in God. So that's why I created the Confidence Workshop, where together we are going to go to God's Word and learn more about who He is and why we can be confident in Him. I am so excited to invite you. You can sign up today, and the link is in my bio. lovely folks. I am Emma Mae McDaniel and I am so, so glad to welcome you to the Have You Heard podcast, y'all, where faith comes by hearing and that is hearing from the Word of God. Today, we are going to be talking about how Jesus handled fame and what we can learn from viewing how he handled it. And that's not only in the space of fame, but also just whenever we have big responsibilities in front of us or we're stewarding the influence that God has given us and we may be intimidated by that or afraid of messing up and how we handle it. I want to address these things in reflecting on how Jesus did it. So I'm excited. Guys, grab your headphones and let's get into the word. I think it's really interesting because I feel like right now in our in our culture we have a, like a culture that's super focused on being famous and being known and wanting influence and wanting the platform and wanting to have a bunch of people know them. And I think it's really like comforting to look to the life of Jesus and see, wow, he walked through a life of being famous. A lot of people knew him. A lot of people wanted his attention. A lot of people wanted to talk with him and hear what he had to say. A lot of people followed him. A lot of people liked him. A lot of people didn't like him. And a lot of people unfollowed him. <laughs> Some similarities, if you, if you can tell. And one of my favorite verses whenever reflecting on how Jesus navigated that is in Luke 5, 15 and 16. This, these two verses, um, we're going to read them, but these two verses are shared right after Jesus has healed a man. And he tells the man that he healed, like, be like very sure to not go and spread this news to a bunch of people because Jesus wasn't extremely public in his ministry quite yet. But the man didn't really give attention or be obedient to what Jesus was saying. Because starting in verse 15, after Jesus has instructed him to not go and make it public what he had done, he says, But now even more, the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him. So what's that basically saying? His fame was spreading. And... They were coming to him to be healed of their infirmities and hear what he had to say. And then this is what it says in verse 16 that I think is so beautiful. And I, I 
like I learn from this and it inspires me and in how I navigate the influence that the Lord entrusts to me. It says that Jesus would often withdraw to desolate places and pray. Now, I just want to pause there. There's so much in that. But one thing that I think is so encouraging is that here we read that Jesus was busy. A lot was going on in his life. Jesus had a lot of people around him, a lot of people wanting his time. He had a lot of places that he was traveling to in a given day. And so you could say that his plate was full and that he was a very, very busy, busy man. But I think sometimes whenever we are in similar scenarios of just busyness and our plate is full and our calendar is just filled to the max, it can almost be an excuse for, oh, I just don't have time to to pray. I just don't have time to spend time in the word. I don't have time to go and be alone with God. And here we see that Jesus was only getting more busy and that only gave him like even more reason to go and be alone with the Father and pray to the Father. And so I, this isn't like the whole topic of this message, but I did want to just bring encouragement that like, that's super relatable to like wake up in the morning and it feels like the moment your feet hit the floor, it's like you're just going. And then the next thing, you know, like you're laying down to go to go to bed and it's like when do I have time to sit with the Lord when do I have time to be alone whether you're a college student or you are you have kids or you're just navigating changes in life and job and all of the things that can fill a day and I just want to encourage you that the Lord time with him time talking to him is a priority and it's okay if your prioritized time with him looks different in this season than it looked like in your last season because I can tell you my time with the Lord looked different in high school than it did in college my time with the Lord looked different than when I was single in college to whenever I got married and now I live in a home with Josh it's like It looked different because I was in different seasons and my day-to-day looked different. But what didn't change was that my time with God was prioritized. So I want to encourage you to not be so strict with yourself that like it's not as significant or you're not doing it right if it doesn't look like how it did when you may have had more time or when you may have been in a different season. But I want to also encourage you that just because it looks different, doesn't mean that you should not prioritize it any longer. Jesus, his busyness was building and it says he would often withdraw to quiet, desolate places and pray. Regardless of what season you're in, let it drive you to spend time with the Lord. It's like, wow, God, in every season, you're just revealing in unique ways more and more how much I really need you. (laughs) My dependence on you is only growing And whether it's 10 minutes that I sit and I'm alone with you today or it's two hours that I'm able to go on a walk and spend a long time alone with you today and be in your word. Whether it's spending time reading a whole chapter in your word or it's meditating on your your word as I'm getting ready and brushing my teeth and putting on my makeup and I'm reading the scripture that's taped to my mirror. It's like regardless of how it looks season to season, I'm going to prioritize spending time with God, getting his word in me and talking with him. I want to take note of two points that I think is just really cool. Whenever I reflect on the life of Jesus and his fame, 
And the two points is that he would withdraw as we often, or as we just talked about, he would often withdraw depending on God. But then the other thing that he would do is he engaged. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid to engage. So leaning more into the first point of withdrawing, like the first verse that we just read about how his frame his fame was spreading, but he would often withdraw. Mark one thirty five. he would rise early in the morning, go to a quiet place, and there he would pray. Matthew 14, 23, um, he was grieving the death of his cousin, John the Baptist, and so he went up to the hillside by himself to pray. Luke six twelve. before choosing his disciples, he went up to a mountain to pray all night long. Like, whether it was grieving and processing through difficult things, or it was just his, this is just my every day I'm going to the Lord. Or it was, I have a big decision ahead of me, and I want to submit this to the Lord and ask for wisdom. Jesus made it a habit. It was a part of his rhythm. It was a part of who he was. It was, it was who he was. His relationship with God defined the pace of his life. And so he would withdraw because he knew the, like where he was at with the Lord, it would overflow into how he would pour into people and the ministry. Like he was exemplifying for us. He was fully God and fully man. And yet he exemplified how crucial it is that we are in right relationship with the father, depending on him, trusting in him, walking and talking with him, because that's going to, it's going to be a direct reflection into what our life looks like into the quality of our relationships into how we steward our job and how in this case we steward our influence and pour into people the private directly impacts the public and jesus was so intentional to invest into his private time with the lord because he knew that it overflowed into how he steward his public ministry so so powerful the second point that really is beautifully evident in how Jesus would steward his fame, steward his public ministry, was how engaged he was. And I'm going to read some scriptures, but then I'm going to kind of talk about like why this really stuck out to me. So just a couple of verses that show us how Jesus engaged and he cared about people and he was involved and invested. Matthew 13, 2 talks about how like there was such a big crowd coming that Jesus, he, he got in a boat so that he could talk with the crowds. They were obviously all on the shore and he got on the boat so that he could address the crowds. Matthew 15, 30, a vast crowd came and what did he do? He healed them. Mark 2, 2, news was spreading about Jesus and they came, they all came to this house that he was staying at and so much that the house was packed. Like people were standing on the outside of the house just wanting to see and what did he do? He preached the word. He didn't send them all home, say, no, like I just... I'm not not doing it right now. He saw people who were in need and he preached the word. In Luke 8 and Mark 5, they both share the same story and it's of the bleeding woman. Jesus is on his way to heal Jairus' daughter and the woman touches the hem of his cloak and he's like, who touched me? And he takes time to turn around and have a conversation eye to eye with her, calling her daughter healing her of her bleeding that she was suffering for 12 years. He engaged with people. And this really encouraged me because I think, I don't know if you've felt this way because although my situation may be like 
unique because all of our stories are like in the in the public sphere whether it be in front of a camera on Instagram or going to teach the word on a stage or writing books or it could be leading a club at your school or it could be being the captain on your team or not even like a quote-unquote leadership position like if you're on the team or you're in the classroom or you are like an employee at your in your workspace you're walking on your campus like there you you are a leader you you are filled with the spirit of the living god and have been called to be the light of the world an ambassador of jesus christ you're representing who god is to the sphere of influence that the lord has entrusted to you so even though your Instagram platform may not have a certain number of followers or you may not have a blue check by your handle. You are an influencer. You are a child of God, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And you have been called by God for such a time as this to walk in a manner worthy of the calling, the calling. Yes, because you have been called worthy of the calling that you have received from God. And sometimes I have found myself in positions of leadership and I get really scared of messing up. I get really scared that I I just so badly don't want to make it about me. I so I've seen other people in similar spaces fail because they made it about them and they got caught up in the pride. They got caught up in thinking it was all about them and I and I, I see that happening around me and I've found myself getting super timid and almost like like pushing the camera away and like not wanting the followers and not wanting the fame and not wanting anyone to know my name except for the people in my community. Like I just, like God, I just want to honor you so badly that I'm just not going to take the risk. I'm not going to step out in those spaces because I just don't want to mess up. And while it's coming from a pure heart, it's like, wait, I, while I know that I'm saying all this out of a love for God and I just want to honor him and I want it to be all about him, this has been given to me by the Lord to steward for the glory of his name. And I'm operating from a place of fear because I'm putting pressure on myself to do what actually God is wanting to do in me. It's not based on how I can perform or what I can deliver. It's based on my availability and my obedience and my submission to his spirit as he does what only he can do in and through me. And I'm just encouraged by Jesus because he engaged. He wasn't afraid, even though he was fully God and fully man, he wouldn't have, he didn't mess up. He was perfect, but he wasn't afraid of messing up. He wasn't afraid. He didn't let fear and timidity call the shots and therefore let opportunities be robbed to impact and influence people for the glory of God. So I just want to encourage you, if the Lord has entrusted to you or not if, the Lord has. Like wherever you're at in your community, whatever is before you, the Lord has entrusted that to you for the glory of his name. And whatever that is, if you resonate with what I'm saying and you've been afraid to fully engage and fully invest because you're just afraid of messing up, you're afraid that you're not gonna do it right and you're putting the pressure on yourself to deliver. It's almost like Moses and he's, he's like... God, you've got the wrong person. Like, I can't speak well. What if they don't respond and and listen to me and believe me? It's like, God's like, I am who I am. I will be with you. I have called you. I will teach you what to say and it's going to be okay.
This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... delicious and wholesome meals at home, but don't necessarily have the time to prep? Well, Green Chef may be just for you. Green Chef, which is owned by HelloFresh, has exciting new ingredients, recipes, and delicious meals that support a healthy lifestyle. You can eat well without sacrificing the taste. You can make fast and fit meals for under 700 calories and have them ready in just 25 minutes or less. Not only all of this, but with Green Chef, you're also reducing your food waste by at least 23% versus going grocery shopping. Some of my favorite meals with Green Chef have been the zucchini flatbreads with hummus and the Asian edamame dish, which was divine, and the vegetarian quesadillas were just incredible. You can go to greenchef.com slash Emma135 and use code Emma135 and get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Again, you can go to greenchef.com slash Emma135 and use code Emma135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships for free. from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When walking through difficult things in life, it can be hard sometimes to get out of our head and feel defeated and discouraged and overwhelmed. But there's so much strength whenever we discover hope in the midst of the chaos in our life. There's so much encouragement whenever we're able to have our eyes open to see a better perspective when dealing with the challenge face to face. And a therapist can help us see this hope and help us grasp this better perspective. I myself have gone through counseling and it has been such a life-changing, helpful part of my life. I'm still applying what I learned through counseling in my everyday life. It was a safe place for me to process out the hard things, identify the lies that I had been believing, replace those lies with the truth, and then also put tools in my tool belt that helped me learn how to apply that truth to my everyday life. If this is catching your attention and you've been considering therapy, better help may be your next step. It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. When you want to walk in freedom, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash H-Y-H today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash H-Y-H. Jesus trusted in the Father. He depended on the Father. He went away to be with the Father, and he fully engaged with the sphere of influence that God entrusted to him. You don't have you have not been given a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And 2 Peter 1:3 says that by his divine power, not yours, by his divine power, you have all that you need to live the life of godliness that the Lord has called you to live. According to 
his divine power, according to your knowledge of him, your relationship with him, that you've been called for his glory and his goodness and his praise. Jesus engaged. He wasn't afraid. Because fear will often cause us to not take the risk. The step of faith. Trusting that if God has called me to this, then he's going to provide. If he is with me, then I have nothing to fear. Do not fear, God says, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, he says. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And this last thing that I, one of the most just, wow, that is just solid. The way that Jesus lived, this is one of the most, the coolest things ever to me, is that he did not live for the approval of people, but rather for the approval of the Father. He lived for, he, he was about the Father's business. That's what he was about. Jesus was about the Father's business. He wasn't interested in the crowd's approval. In Galatians 1.10, Paul says, am I here for the approval of people? No, no, I am here for God's approval. If I were here for the approval of people, then I would not be a servant of Christ. Romans 2.29 says a person with a changed heart seeks the praise from God, not from people. So I just want to encourage you. The greatest impact that you could have on the world will come from seeking to please God, not from people. It's really easy to think that like the best impact that I could have is just the more people who follow me. And if, if like people approving of me is what it takes for people to follow me, then I guess like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what people are expecting of me to do. I'm going to do what's going to make people most happy. I'm going to do what's going to please the most opinions. And then therefore more people are going to follow me. Yeah, but if that's the life that I live, then at the end of the day, I don't even recognize myself. And I'm exhausted because opinions of people are constantly changing and I can't please everybody. And it's exhausting because it's a life lived that I wasn't made for. You and I were made to live for the approval of God, to be about the Father's business, to not be interested in the crowd's approval. Jesus was like, no, I am here by the authority of my Father. I'm here to say what he has called me to say and how he's called me to say it. I know that his word brings eternal life and so therefore those are the words that I'm going to speak. And the right people of who God wants to follow you, they'll, they'll follow you. And, I, and then may your response be as Paul's was, follow me as I follow Christ. My identity is not in how many people follow me. We read in John 6, 60, John 6, 66, that after Jesus shared about he is the bread of life and he's talking about how he's like eat my flesh and drink my blood. And he, it's all like, he's telling them basically like, I am the life that you need. I, in me, you lack no good thing. But the people are creeped out. They're like, this is weird. I'm not all about this. Like, I'm in for the miracles that you do, but I don't know if I'm in for you, like, for the long haul, like, for anything that may come. And so it says that they left. They stopped following Jesus. Jesus knows what it's like to have followers, and he knows what it's like for followers to leave him. 
but he kept going because it he was there to love people and to draw people to himself and to show people who he was so that in him and through him, who is the way, the truth, and the life, they could have truth that sets them free. They could have eternal life that is abundant. But he wasn't there to make everybody happy and make sure that everybody's opinions were appeased. And so it may not be over just tons of followers on Instagram, but it may be the hallways of your school. It may be the children in your home. It may be in your workspace, the people next to your cubicle. (laughs) Like wherever you are, be faithful there. And may your aim, may your only aim be to please God, be about the Father's business. That's how Jesus stewarded his fame. He was there for the approval of the Father. Something that is so sad to me that Jesus says in in John 12 is there were some there were some authorities who believed in Jesus but they weren't vocal about it because they were afraid that they were going to be kicked out of the synagogue by the Pharisees. And Jesus says of them, they they wanted praise from people more than the praise from God. May they not may that not be said of you and me. And whatever fame, however it is that we are known as we go through life, whatever sphere of influence the Lord entrusts to us, may we often withdraw to be alone with the Lord because that's directly going to impact how we pour into people. May we be intentional to engage, steward it wholeheartedly. Don't be afraid putting the pressure on yourself that's not yours to bear, realizing that you have everything you need to steward it faithfully if God has called you to it because you're filled with his spirit. He upholds you with his righteous right hand and don't live for the approval of people, but by your changed heart and transformed mind by the, by the spirit, may you seek praise from God. Be about the Father's business and keep steady, keep a steady focus on the God who has called you and loves you and is with you, even whenever followers come and go, even whenever opinions of people change how they may. Keep steady. And when those people who do follow you, praise God and tell them to follow you as you follow Jesus. Because really, whatever sphere of influence you have, whatever leadership role you have, No matter how high in leadership you go, you should always be a follower. I'm always going to be following Jesus. And that's always going to indicate how I lead people well. I love y'all. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this blessed you and encouraged you. There's so much that we can learn about the life of Jesus. Because literally, if we claim to be followers of Jesus, we ought to live as he did. I think this is such a beautiful practice to go to the word and see, Jesus, how did you handle this situation? If you were tempted in every way that I was, yet you did not sin, I want to go study your life. And I want to ask you questions in prayer. But how did you navigate this? He's such a helper. He's such a counselor. And he's the perfect example for us. Guys, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure and give a thumbs up. Subscribe, comment down below how you were encouraged, what you took away. And if you are listening via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review, share it with your people and know that I love you. I cannot wait to talk to you all next week.
I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.